All right, welcome back to, I should say, the Virtually Speaking Podcast, but at this point, I think I'm outnumbered, so welcome to the Unexplored Territory Podcast. You are taking over. <laughs> well, Gentlemen, please. how you doing, guys? Good, how are you? All right, so for those listening, we got here Frank Denerman and Duncan Epping. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Pete. Thanks. Yeah, man. So a couple of things, I, you know, we're here at VMware Explore and uh, I love chatting with you guys because you've been in the industry for a while. You guys are visionaries. You know, you, you've been around, you've been around the block. You guys have both written amazing books that most people in this industry have uh, used to actually get promotions, to actually learn this business. Uh, so you guys definitely know what you're saying. And so I want to start off just by saying, what are, what are some of your takeaways from this year's VMware Explore? Frank? What I loved was the stat on the keynote that says we're running 85 million workloads. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, that is, that is mind-blowing, isn't it? And it's not test workload. It's not, eh, let me just deploy something and test it and see where it goes. No, it's operational critical. It's revenue critical workloads. That's my key takeaway. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Duncan, how about you? Yeah, for me, it's the amount of innovation happening. I mean, I've seen a whole bunch of sessions this week and, you know, of course, the keynote and all of the new stuff that is being talked about, whether it's VMware Aria, you know, vSphere 8, vSAN 8, uh, some of the things that Chris Wolf was talking about, some of the things that Kit Colbert was talking about in his uh, solution keynote. It's just there's so many different things happening. Even for us, it's impossible to try to track everything and keep up with it. Oh, yeah. You have to, when you have, when you have a podcast, you try to figure out what's happening so you can invite guests, but it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And it goes at insane speed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, we've been behind the scenes for a while looking at some of these products. So, you know, when it comes to, to vSAN 8 and to vSphere 8, we have a pretty good idea and excited to see some of this stuff finally announced, you know, like the, like the express storage architecture for vSAN and just all the offerings. Even the vSphere Plus stuff is really exciting. But then, like you said, there's so many announcements, yep. it's overwhelming. I find myself walking over to the booths just like a customer and being like, Please tell me about this. I literally was, was recording some of our own employees yeah. uh, for the podcast because there's so much to learn here. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I actually sat in some of those uh, sessions. Like I did the, uh, the deep dive on vSAN, ESA, yeah. with uh, Wang Wang and, um, and uh, Pete Guller. And it's the reason I sat in, because I wanted to learn myself as well. Of course, you know, I've already heard uh, Pete speaking about it. I've seen the slide deck. You know, I've installed it and configured it. But there's always something there that you can pick up. So you know, yeah. it's, it's just a ridiculous the amount of new things happening specifically in this case with vSAN. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know you guys already did a podcast recently on unexplored territory with, um, uh, uh, you, you did one on Area, correct? Yep. Yeah. Although back then it wasn't called Area, so uh, we recently renamed the, uh, the Oh, podcast did you rename episode. the episode? Yeah, <laughs> because we couldn't be released with the name because the name wasn't out yet, but yeah, that was with Jet. And, uh, yeah, oh, Jet Elzine, yeah. oh, he's great. He's great and he spoke about you know what Area does and specifically in this particular case, we were talking about Area Hub, which basically allows you to manage and monitor uh, multi-cloud entities. So there could be virtual machines, containers, et cetera, et cetera. It just gives you an insane insight in terms of what, what's happening in your environment. It's really cool stuff. Yeah. Lots of discussion around GPU this week, Frank. Yeah, so we, uh, we released uh, some new interesting technology together with NVIDIA. Yeah. And so the work that we did together with NVIDIA propels us into a new area of acceleration. And so one of the great uh, things 
except from the DPU, the, the smart NIC technology, is that we now are able to see the underlying technology that connects particular GPUs. So we can actually see that some GPUs are interconnected with each other. And so we can now provide a smart way of connecting multiple GPUs to accelerate distributed training for machine learning. So what data scientists really need to have these monster machines with multiple GPUs to train large models, we can offer that in a very elegant way, like easy to deploy, easy to create without having the VI admin or the ML ops team guess which GPU is connected to which GPU with yeah. a separate inlink. Because we bubble it up together with the driver of NVIDIA. So we work together with NVIDIA to make this happen. Yeah. That shows the partnership. It's an interesting concept. Uh, certainly not a new one, right? From, from a VMware perspective, you know, having, you, know, you start with a physical hardware device, like maybe a server, or in this case, a GPU, and you abstract that, that physical device, and uh, you can team it up with other uh, resources and then provide a logical experience that actually has way more power than just one physical device. Yeah, and then, and this is the beauty of VMware, still without losing the level of abstraction, still provide a level of intelligence that shows that the underlying infrastructure architecture still matters. Knowing which is the fastest route, knowing which is the which provides you the the, 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 the biggest advantage. Yeah. And that's the, 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 the stuff that we give you in an easy way to consume. How do, right. Where does that come from, what, that logic to determine which one to use? Is that, is that from NVIDIA? Or is yeah, that, that's okay. the driver of NVIDIA. That shows the architecture that is connected. So we do that with a GPU to GPU connection, with yeah. NVLink, or we can do that with a GPU to a Mellanox NIC. So that is the NVIDIA connection once again. OK. Yeah. Duncan, I'll tell you what. For the benefit of the audience, why don't we talk a little bit about the Express, train, uh, Express uh, architecture from vCent? Yeah, I, I mean, I have to say, I think it's fantastic what they did. I know the team has been working on it for a long time. Yeah. And I've been talking to that team probably for the last two or three years just about that architecture and what they were planning. And when they originally said that, you know, it was going to be released in 2022, we all laughed because we figured it's not going to be possible, right? Yeah. And still, although you know it hasn't been officially released yet, we just announced it, which means that it will be out at some point in time in the near future. And if you look at the architecture, what we did is we basically just, you know, we changed the whole model. If you look at the original version of vSAN, OG as I like to call it, I know, you know, the marketing team calls it OSA, I like yeah. to call it OG. And, but if you look at that version of vSAN, it's, it's all about creating disk groups, having this caching layer, having this capacity tier, and then when you deploy a virtual machine, of course, you know, the, the caching layer uh, provides you that, you know, performance aspect and the capacity tier is for storing yeah. the data, essentially. With this new version, with the Express architecture, we actually change that completely. It's based on a single tier model at this point in time, but we're also ready for other types of architectures in the future. So mm -hmm. it's a future-proof solution. And with this single tier architecture, at this point in time, what we actually end up doing is not having a specific device anymore for caching and having specific devices for capacity. All of the devices in your host are contributing to both. 
So it's a completely different model. And then on top of that, what he also did, and I think this is extremely smart, is they looked at all of the different aspects of storing the data. So whether you compress data, whether you encrypt data, uh, whether you do RAID 5, whether you do RAID 6, whether you do RAID 1, they looked at all of those different mechanisms and they started introducing changes to those mechanisms to ensure that the platform is optimized for workloads as well. Yeah. So, so just to give an example, like when we normally do encrypt, uh, encryption or when we normally do compression in the original version of vSAN, we actually do that at the lowest layer, which means that data is first sent over the wire and then it's compressed and stored on disk. Right. In this particular case, we actually compress it at the top. If we need to encrypt it, we can encrypt it as well. We do the checksumming and then we send the data over the wire, which means that we send less data over the wire. Exactly. On top of that, when it actually arrives at the host, the individual hosts don't need to compress it anymore. So instead of having like, like four or five hosts doing the compression, now it, it has happened at a single host. So yeah. you actually reduce the amount of effort needed from a CPU perspective to do the exact same task in the past. So I think that is something which is, which is fantastic. It, it solves a lot of problems for customers and it frees up you know, a lot of resources in the end. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it makes sense now to do this, right? The express storage architecture can take advantage of way faster drives yep. that are a lot less expensive and just technology in general has changed so much. I mean, I understand previous version, you know, you have to have multiple disk groups. Uh, and, and why do you have to have two tiers? Well, because not every disk is created equal. You may have some stuff that's cheaper uh, that you don't want to actually be caching. And, you know, it might be capacity. So I, I believe that the vSAN architecture was very intelligent for the hardware that was available in that day. Uh, but that, uh, that's no longer the case anymore. So it made perfect sense. Uh, that they decided to uh, re-architect this uh, and, and keep it current with this yeah. new current architecture. But, but at the same time, offer the ability to, because it's only an option, the ability to use the original, the OG or the original yeah. storage architecture for those that are not ready for that. Yeah, and I think one thing to point out as well here is that when you start looking at into vSAN uh, 8.0 and vSphere 8.0, yeah. when you actually configure it, you have the option to either go the original version or the new version, right? It's an option. Whether you want to use the original version, you still should be looking at 8.0 itself because it provides additional capabilities as well. For instance, the caching disk for, uh, in 8.0, that has been extended from 600 gigs from a logical petition perspective to 1.6 terabytes. Wow. So you can cache more data uh, on top of that platform uh, yeah. as well. So I think it's very beneficial to even look at 8.0 if you're not planning on using uh, that particular uh, capability from a uh, easy perspective. Very nice, very nice. Well, I've got one more topic I want to talk to you guys about, and uh, that is podcasting. How are you guys enjoying being podcasters? Oh, man, it's extremely painful. You know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> the hours of preparation is uh, insane. Really? Yeah, well, here's the thing, right? So you try to invite guests with, from, that have produced various products and services. Yeah. So you have to prepare really well in order to come up with really good questions. And typically that's not your main area of focus. Yeah. So you have to read and, 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 and discuss what you want to ask, what is interesting for, for the audience uh, uh, with each other. So we, we typically spend hours and hours reading and discussing about what do we want to present to our listeners. Yeah, And so you learn from it quite a lot, and it's really interesting, but it takes 
a long time per episode. Yeah, right? I think the best example was we did an episode on, uh, on Carbon Black. Yeah. We had never seen Carbon Black. We had never used Carbon Black. So we actually spent, you know, two or three hours just watching YouTube videos right. trying to figure out what it is so we can ask intelligent questions. And, you know, I, I think in the end it's a really interesting episode. So that, you know, that works very well, I think, that model. Yeah. Honestly, you nailed it right there. I mean, that is the, the art of a good podcast, in my opinion, is uh, somebody who's curious, somebody who wants to learn. Uh, but at the same time, there needs to be a little bit of research in order to in, be able to ask intelligent questions. Exactly. You don't need to solution the entire thing. You just need to know what are the right questions that, that, can, that can actually produce a, a more interesting and, and productive conversation. Yeah, and I think that's the thing with an ed educational podcast, right? It's not the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Not just having a conversation about random stuff, but actually talking about something very specific. So yeah. you need to have a list of all of the different things that you want to ask. Not just to ensure that it's, you know, great for the listeners, yeah. but also for our guests. Because they also spend a significant amount of time, you know, you know, to take the time out of the day to actually join you for one of these episodes. So I think that's also extremely important. Very good, very good. Well, yeah, I'm definitely a fan. I'm looking forward to my Unexplored Territory t-shirt. Yeah, the real. Oh, sweet. Very good, very good. Frank, Duncan, thank you so much for joining Virtually Speaking and enjoy the rest of your VMware Explorer. Thanks, Pete. Thanks.